What a day. Yes, it's been a wonderful day. Actually, it's been a convoluted day, actually. It's been good, but it's been uh, an intriguing day. I just got back from watching a friend of mine perform in, at a concert in, in the park for the celebrating the 4th of July. It was 4th of July special, the first weekend after 4th of July. Um, maybe it's not the first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. It's, well, what is, you're right, it's not the first. It's the second, actually. Well, anyway, forget about it. My chronology is screwed. I'm doing this podcast because of some comments from a young woman on Instagram that were so remarkable. She instantly captured my attention because she was so honest about the situation she was talking about. I was shocked because you rarely run into people who are just as purely honest as this young woman was about, about the thing we're going to talk about. Um, and we corresponded with a couple comments, but she made such an impression on me for her honesty and her not curiosity. And it's not just simple curiosity or inquisitiveness with this one. This young woman wants to know the truth. And she understands the dangers that we're going to talk about. And she wants, she doesn't want to fall prey to it. So she has a very intelligent mind. And she has, she has rooted morals too. You can tell it about her. And the brief comments in her, her reel, I guess, video, whatever you call the thing. It was apparent to me this is a morally, this is a, this is a young woman who has moral stand, good moral standards and sees the dangers of social media, Instagram in particular, and is concerned because she doesn't want to be affected in the way we're going to talk about. Okay, enough of, enough of the subterfuge here. She did a video, video reel, or whatever the hell you call it. She a presentation about her concern uh, of being changed into something she is not by social media. Remarkable admission and remarkable for her concern and knowing, recognizing that danger. I was like, damn, um, <laughs> she really impressed me. A long time ago, I think a year and a half or two years ago, I did I did a podcast, but first it was a conversation with someone about the very thing she talked about today. Um, but I did a podcast about um, guarding against becoming an avatar or something like that. I can't remember the exact title, but basically the body of the podcast and subject matter was explaining that. Social media, the phenomenon of social media, has a way of changing people into what other people's expectations. Uh, so what happens is a person begins in social media, meets some people, and let's be honest, there's only three reasons people do social media, such as Instagram or whatever else is out there, Haps, uh, Twitch, whatever. TikTok, son of a... Mm. Don't even want to bring that one up. But anyway, there's only really three reasons people do it. The first is to fill a void in their life, some void in their life, and they're trying to fill it by being something they're not to get the void filled. That's the first and foremost. Um, the second reason is, uh, is people are trying to... Um, uh, they're trying to inform people 
mostly in a good way. There's some that is not good, but the second group of people are people who are trying to share experiences, knowledge, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to benefit people. Yeah. And then there's the third class of people. And this is this young woman. She not only is trying to make people aware of things, but she's trying to find answers and trying to discover for herself the answers to the things that she has questions for, which is like, damn, that's the kind of people you want to meet. You'd love to meet those kinds of people. She recognizes the danger of social media and then causing people to become something they're not, an avatar. She didn't really go into detail, but I'm going to, I am going to go into detail. There's the two types of personalities on social media come besides all the other BS, push that aside are people who can act on people and people who are acted upon by other people. And the first group of people are able to exert their influence on other people, good or bad, without bowing to the pressures of the social media. So these are very independently minded people. Some are intelligent and some are not so. But they're able to guard against playing to their audience. They are who they are, and come hell or high water, they're going to be who they are. They're not influenced, and they're certainly not drawn in by social media. Um, and I'm one of those. And if you don't believe, you get to know me, and you'll be going, damn, he's, yeah, he's right, he's telling the truth. There are others. I'm not unique. There are others. The second group of people, the exact opposite. They are the people that get acted upon. They are the people who other people have expectations of them and they perform to the expectations of their audience. Um, those are people who are easily swayed by the suggestions of other people who, um, who, who lose their footing when somebody presents uh, a doctrine that differs from theirs and they bow to the pressure of the other people. Or So these are people who are malleable. They're very easily you know, molded into what other people want them to be. And there's so many different aspects of it. I'm not even going to start. Just watch instant, watch a bunch of reels on Instagram and you'll have your answers. I don't have to tell you about all the different ways people perform and whether it's exercise videos um, or, you know, they have the answers for everybody. Even those people who haven't been born yet, they get the answers for them. Um, and then there's scantily, you know, women who wear almost nothing, baby bathing suits that just have enough material to them to make them legal. And some of those women are very gorgeous. I mean, they're just freaking gorgeous. They're very, very attractive. And I'm kind of split on that because, yes, you see them and I see them and I think, yeah, she's very attractive or she's beautiful or she's gorgeous, whatever. But if that's all they have to give... I think how I mean, it's, I feel sadly that, I mean, some of them know they look gorgeous and it's like, look what I've got. Well, okay, we, we see that. Good luck in life. But those who are so desperate to receive validation because they don't think they're beautiful. Yeah, they're, they exist too. So all of the myriad of the dependent people and the independent I haven't done a scientific study, so I cannot tell you the percentages. I can only tell you from my observation that there are many, many more people who are dependent 
and very few who are independent. And then there are the phony independents. So there's four classes. There's the people who are truly independent, and then the phony independent. There are people who are dependent, and then there are people who are completely dependent. Now, I say that because there's still, in those two classes, there are people who are they're, they're dependent upon the validation they get from the social media, but they have limits. They'll only go so far. But there's another group of dependent people who know no bounds. Yeah. They will go to extremes that you would never fathom. They just, they were, they're willing to do it. You just haven't discovered the extremes they're willing to go to because maybe they haven't had to go to those extremes yet. Or maybe you just haven't caught the real. I've seen some pretty freaking wild stuff, believe me, on Instagram. Um, it was worse. There was a, always oh, worse on Periscope. It was just unbelievable what people did on Periscope until they shut it down. Now, I'm telling you all this because the social media um, phenomenon is, is classified as the Pygmalion syndrome. And that is most people, most, yes, you heard me say most, M-O-S-T, most people will rise to the expectations of other people. And that's where groupthink component has, has uh, it gets its uh, power from. Um, a group of people who are, behave similarly and have adopted a certain creed or maybe the clothes they wear, whatever it is. A person who comes into that group acclimates to the demands of the group or the group will pressure them to. And if they don't, the group will remove them. Most of the time, people leave. Or, well, no, I rephrase that. Most of the time, people stay and acclimate. Those who are unwilling to acclimate just leave. Yeah. So there's a tremendous force in social media that employs you know, the Pygmalion syndrome scenario, and that is people... And, and this is why she was concerned, because she's a really nice girl. You can tell that. She's a very nice person who recognizes it and has genuine concerns because she does not want to be the come that type of a person. It's admirable that she sees it, and it's more so that she does not desire to become that kind of a person. So here's how it starts. You started social media. You like other people's stuff. Maybe you follow them. People start following you. People start commenting on the way they like the things that you do. You start doing more of the things that people say they like. Then people start making demands of you and things they would like to see you do. Then you start doing the things people like to see you do. And your people start joining you because they tell other people, you know, you need to see this person, you need to listen to whatever it is you're doing that excites them and then whatever you have adopted because they have an appetite for it you get more people you get more likes people start commenting and people start you know wanting more and more and more and what happens is in the early stages of that a person has to make a decision um is this really me or not and that's what this uh, young woman was basically asking you know who am I? Am I myself or have I become somebody? And those are valid questions to ask if you have a concern about social media. Because most of the time, 
Not with stupid people and not idiots. And yes, I don't care if you like, retarded people. There, now I really offended you. Those people don't even realize they've changed. They don't really care because they're getting what they want too. Yeah, the people who want recognition, fame, attention, whatever void, people who are trying to fill a void will not care that they become something other than themselves because the void is getting filled. They don't realize that they have to ever increasingly work on being different in the way that other people want to get those likes and get that validation. Um, yeah, I almost, almost lost my train of thought. Uh, the very few intelligently minded people immediately sense the danger. They can feel it. They can feel the undertow is what I call it. Uh, they're being pulled. They can feel it. What those people will do is they will resist it. And maybe they'll take breaks and, and disappear or whatever. But the problem is this. If you do not really know who you are or have a very good idea of what kind of a person you are, what your moral standards are, what you will participate in, what you won't participate in, um, the type of people that you will associate with, and above all, you have to not really care what they think. To me, I say to hell with them. I don't care what people think. I don't care if they like my broadcasts. I don't care if they like my comments. I don't count likes I get. I do, however, read the comments I get because I like to know what people are thinking. And and so far, it's pretty favorable. There's, a, there's been some freaking slam dunks on me, but do I really care? Hell no. If it's true, yes. If it's true, I care only from the standpoint of recognizing that I need to improve or make an adjustment. So I appreciate comments that are rooted in truth. Comments that are prejudicial or, you know, opinion-based, conjecture, all that kind of stuff. No. If I sense that the person is saying these things because they genuinely have a want to understand, then I will respond to them and go into greater detail. If I just think there's somebody who just wants to argue with somebody or, or run their mouth or something, I don't respond very well. I just tell them, hey, well, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Boom. And then I leave them. Um, I don't waste time on stuff like that because I'm not trying to argue with people. I'm not trying to change people's minds. I'm an influencer in my own right. I'm just trying to share my experiences and information with you and have you review it if you want to and have you decide if it is something that uh, is beneficial to you. And if you decide it isn't, forget about it. If you decide it is, good, use it. If you want to know more, then contact me. And I'll explain myself in greater detail or something. But that's it. If I didn't get a single like or a single comment, it would not stop me from posting on Instagram because I'm not there for validation. I'm not there for praise. I'm not there for likes. I'm not there for positive comments. I'm solely there to present my perspective on life based on experiences, viewing other people's experiences, and the knowledge I've gained from study, going to the university, reading, all that kind of stuff. That's it for me. So I, uh, I refuse. I did, and early on, I saw the danger that this young woman sees, very early on. And I even told a friend of mine in privacy, I said, I'm concerned. I can see how easy it is for people to get caught up in this and begin to change and not even realize that they're changing.
Now, I pay a tribute to this young woman because because of her morality and her intelligence. That's what I chalk it up to. Maybe God, you know, prompted her. But she recognizes the danger and she's concerned about it. That's the first thing. If you don't recognize you're in danger, how are you supposed to protect yourself? And there's nothing that needs more protection than our identity as a person, our individual, our entity, us. We're independent and sovereign from all other men and women, children in the world. And we want to, if you have understanding, you know how important it is that you remain so. You don't become a slave to habits or doctrines or uh, addictions and things like that. You want to be as independent as possible. And that's basically what she's, you know, she's saying. She recognizes the danger of losing her identity, her independence, and she wants to guard against it. So now I think I've said enough on everything else. Now I'm going to talk about ways to guard against it. First, you have to know or have a pretty good idea about who you are. You have to delineate your morals, and you have to be honest with yourself. You know, if you're a very moral person, then accept it. You're a very moral person, but examine yourself. Do you always tell the truth, or do you tell the truth most of the time, sometimes, infrequently, or not at all? You need to grade yourself, A through F, you know, A, B, C, D, F. That's five categories. And the first is always, most of the time, sometimes, infrequently, and never. Those are the five different categories you should. So, for instance, if you say, um, I t I'm honest, well, that's an absolute. Because if you say you're honest, you can't be partly honest. You can't be honest most of the time. You can't be honest under these circumstances. If you say you're honest, that means in every given circumstance, you're honest. Excuse me, you're honest. You tell the truth. You don't try to misrepresent. You don't try to escape responsibility for your actions or your words, things like that. Um, if you say I'm morally clean, meaning you're chaste, that means you don't have extramarital sex. If you're married, you don't have sex with other people. If you're single, you don't have sex with, with people, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. You don't play with yourself. You don't masturbate. To be chaste means you abstain from sex except in the acceptable union of marriage to which God recognizes that sexual relations are reserved for a man and a woman in marriage. Now, that's a very strict moral code of sexual purity, chastity, and a lot of people don't live it. Um, a lot of people will excuse themselves. There, some people will masturbate and say, but I'm not having sex because I'm not having sex with anybody else. It's just me, myself, and my hand. Other people will have oral sex and say, no, I'm not really having sex because I'm not having sexual intercourse. Well, that's not it either. So in other words, when you examine yourself, you need to be honest and specific and accurate. Because all these things I'm talking about are going to determine how susceptible you are to the undertow of social media. If you're a very principled person, um, you're and you're aware, like this young woman is aware, and you take steps to not get caught up in social media where you want to be popular or you want likes 
or you want favorable comments, if you can stay away from that, if you can be independent from that, then you stand a good chance in social media. Number one, that's the number one. Number two, I would say don't limit your exposure to social media. Don't, and I'm terrible. I mean, this is the pot calling the kettle black. Because uh, I spend, some days I spend a lot of time on social media. Other days I don't spend hardly any time. But you have to be able to walk away from it. When you have things that are more important to do, you have to be able to walk away from it. You have to be be careful that you don't spend so much time on it that it becomes your friend. You should have friends in real life. Uh, if you're a girl, you should have a boyfriend. If you're a, a boy or a man, you know, if you're a girl or a woman, you should have a boyfriend. If you're a man or a boy, you should have a girlfriend. Um, you should be involved with living, breathing people. Not spending your life on social media and having relationships on social media that mimic real life experiences. Now, you can have a balance where you have people in your life physically that you associate with, you have dinner with, you watch, you know, you, you date a person. So there's a relationship with, with a, uh, you know, a person in friendships with same sex friendships, you know, two guys, you know, a group of guys who are friends. I have a group we go shooting. That's what we do. We, on a Saturday, we'll all pack up and go shooting. You need those real-life experiences more so than you need the online social experiences. So if you are able to keep one foot in the real world while you put the other one in social media and associate with people, because you can have some very, very rewarding relationships with people on social media. You'll meet some of the most outstanding people. It's incredible. And I know some of you almost swore, people will say, well, you don't really know if they're that way. Well, I'll tell you what, spend some time with a person and you'll be able to figure out whether or not they're who they say they are or what they say they are. People, people think they can hide that stuff. They think they can cloak it. They don't realize there's so many freaking nuances. And there's just so many um, ways that people reveal themselves especially if you have a good memory, you'll remember things they said to you and all that stuff. And then for me, I have a very good memory. So when you tell me stuff about yourself, I'm freaking cataloging it. When I see pictures of you, your face and everything, I'm taking snapshots in my mind, like a mind palace. So if you tell me you're this kind of a person and you like these kinds of things, and you don't like these other things, whatever you tell me about you, I'm storing it in my mind. And it's well organized. So if you tell me, I can't remember that song, but it's funny. Um, I think it's by the Black Black Eyed Peas or Pearl Jam. I where the girl says she was she's an orphan, but then you meet her family, something along those lines. If you tell me you never been married, and then months later. You tell me you're having problems with your ex over a custody battle. I'm going to remember you told me you were never married. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you I remember. I'm not going to alert you to the fact I know you you lied to me. Because to me, that's, I'm not really, you know, that's not important to me. What's important to me is to discover the extent of what you, of what you to discover the extent of how you're lying to me. Because maybe you were just embarrassed to tell me you were married before. You viewed it as a failure. 
I'm not going to hold that against you. I would have preferred you to be honest with me. But I understand people, you know, get embarrassed and don't want to say things or whatever. Um, but it would have been better if you would have been honest with me. Because now you've lost some credibility, credibility, ah, credibility with me. And I'm going to start examining you. So if you are someone who is not honest, um, you're going to lose my confidence. And then maybe at one point you're going to lose me as someone you know, is in your life. Because if I can't have confidence in you, why would I want to be associated with you? That's the price you'll pay. The thing about social media is when you are heavily involved, it blurs your ability. It obscures your ability to see these kinds of things. And people are very good about manipulating other people into believing things that aren't true. So if you have a really good relationship and you have with someone and they're lying to you and then you catch them in a lie, they're going to explain it away and you're going to go right back. You're going to fall into place. The other thing that's worse about that is that if you spend a lot of time on social media, it becomes an addiction. You will constantly check your phone to see if someone looked at your stuff, to see if somebody commented, to see if your friend's on. So what ends up happening is it's almost like a maelstrom. As long as you're far away from the center, the, the pull is gentle. But as it pulls you into the center, you get to the point where you're not able to resist. And I know people who live on Facebook. I mean, live. Because I am the type of analytical mind that looks to see with posts when they were posted. Post, 9.13 a.m. Another post, 9.17 a.m. And these people are at work. Another post, 9.18, 9.19, 9.20, 9.30. Then there's a space. 10.45, another post. I notice those things. I notice the type of broadcasts you do, or I notice the types of things you post. I see the patterns. Uh, now I connect the dots, see the patterns, and it gives me a very good idea of who you really are. Um, what happens to people who are drawn into social media and overwhelmed by it is they don't see themselves as other people see them. People who are analytical like myself, who, who look at the material you post, look at your body language, listen to what you say, read the comments, that kind of a thing. Um, they don't realize how deep in social media they are. They don't realize how dependent they have become on people liking their material, liking them, the comments that people make that are positive. They don't realize how deep they are into it. And that's where their life They've gone from living a real life to living a social media life, and they are performing to the expectations of their audience. That is, and they lose their identity. That's the ultimate stage right there. The, the last stage of social media, I would, well, I would call it avatar, the development of the avatar. The last stage is when you have lost your identity and you're performing like a freaking circus. You're performing like a circus animal to the expectations of your audience. And people who are trying to fill voids will happily perform. Yeah, they will. Happily. Because they want that constant stream of validation. They want that void filled. Other people who are not doing it for those reasons will realize, they'll get that uh, feeling that 
uncomfortable feeling that it's not right. Some will make adjustments. Some will very short term. Others, they'll just give up. Um, like one of them said to me, I don't have any friends except on social media. And I said, yes. And probably most of those people aren't your friends either. You just don't know it. Um, and then he posted some stuff and people just stopped, you know, responding, basically. I think they were still on his list of followers, but people weren't responding to him anymore. So he started doing more stuff and more stuff and posting more and more and more. But people had lost. He had fallen out of favor and people just weren't interested in what he was posting. They had moved on to other people. That's another phenomenon of social media. People are not loyal. They're people that go on social media and are consumed with other people's postings or reels or whatever are seeking validation themselves. So even if they create, even if they're able to create you into what they want, when you are no longer sufficient to feed their voids, to fill their void, they'll move on to someone else who can. And they will stay with them until they feel the need to find someone to fill their void even greater. So the paradox is you're trying to fill your void. And the people who are actually coming and aligning themselves with you, they're trying to fill their voids for the most part. Okay, this is it because I'm closing this out. It is indeed um, a real danger. It is. I'm not sure how many re people recognize it. I'm sure there's been articles on it. Um, I'm confident, but I don't know the numbers. All I can say is this. If you are an individual like this young woman who I'm very impressed with, if you are an individual who recognizes the dangerous so social media, who has the insights like she has to know that the danger is losing yourself in it and losing your identity. I mean, that was really, I can't go on. I could go on and on about her. That really was remarkable because she's a younger woman. For her to know that at her age was, I was like, damn, <laughs> this, is a, this is unbelievable that she knows this stuff and has the desire to guard against it because that is not what she wants to be. If you were like her, I would say you have to ask yourself, am I changing for other people's expectations? You know? And I've already given you enough material. I've already given you enough instruction to tell you what to do if you are. Um, one of the first things you have to do is limit your, your participation. If you recognize, yes, I am performing to other people's expectations, um, I would tell you reduce your interaction or stop it altogether. Get reinvolved in real life and real relationships. Um, uh, you know, date somebody, someone you can confide in and spend time with and things like that. And build that foundation for yourself to support your identity, to secure your sovereignty. That's a, uh, you, you've got to do that. You've got to reestablish yourself as an individual and stop performing for people. Um, and then I think if you return to social media after you feel secure, you're going to see it more for what it is than what you thought it was. And that's important because 
great okay all magicians tricks are tricks you know the pull a card from the deck you know remember that card put it back in that it's a trick it may look like you know they have psychic powers and they can show you that card no it's a freaking there's a method to them being able to the, retrieve the card that you chose that's it it's a trick and social media is a trick it's an illusion it's a fantasy it's many things it's reality in the sense that the fantasy and the illusions are real that's that's how close it comes to reality it's, it's just the things about it are real but the constructs of social media are meant to beguile meant to uh, you know be an illusion um, be fantasy. Yeah. That's why they have filters. That's why women who don't feel they're beautiful will use filters to enhance their natural beauty, which I think was more if they, if they would realize it. That's why filters are there. That's why people Photoshop. That's why people do the things they do. They're trying to fill a void and they're taking shortcuts. I remember one uh, young woman, she was impressive too. She showed herself with filters first, and then she took the filter off, and she had all these freckles on her face. I think freckles are beautiful, but she had freckles, and she was saying, she said, that was me with a filter, and this is me without a filter. And she had come to the point where she accepted her appearance and, and even said, I'm not as bad as I thought I looked. I, I looked pretty good. And she did. She was a pretty girl. But the freckles... She thought she was not as attractive with the freckles. But yet when she came to the point where she accepted herself, then she was able to see, yeah, she is pretty. It's just that she has freckles. That's, that's it. The freckles did not detract from her beauty. So that was pretty impressive. I don't know who she was. I don't follow her. I really follow people anyway, rarely. Um, but, the, but that's the point. Keep social media in perspective. Limit the amount of time you involve. Stop if you feel you're being in caught in the undertow of performing for other people's expectations. Know who you are and protect who you are at all costs. Um, because if you don't, you'll become something that someone else wants you to be. And that's a tragedy. All right, that's it. Hasta la vista, baby. Bye.